following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Digging deep into the abyss to bring you this unearthed episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and for this opening segment, I have editorial writer Velor GTZ and a guest. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm a writer for Toonami Squad. So I originally recorded this segment all by myself before some more interesting news came along and since I had these gentlemen for an off-topic podcast that you will be hearing soon about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, I decided that it would be uh, just just better if I, if I had a redo <laughs> on that. I've been redoing things a bit lately, just taking mulligans everywhere. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just doing it. Because we have a bit of a Toonami schedule news before the holidays are upon us and that being uh surprising no one that the last two saturdays in december there will be marathons wow, i know who wouldn't see that one coming who, who wouldn't see that one coming but maybe you weren't expecting a dr stone season two part two marathon i mean part season three part two marathon <laughs> i'll get it right it's Dr. Stone New World Part 2 Marathon. There we go. That'll there we work. go. You got there. We got there. I got there. Uh, that starts at midnight, and though the initial schedule said it was going until 3.30, current schedules are showing the uh, Adult Swim uh, holiday log is going to be airing at 3 a.m., so... Dr. Stone will run six episodes, which makes sense because only six episodes of this part of this season have aired by that point. Mm -hmm. Well, now, wait a minute. We need a retraction for this retraction because on December 16th, they will be airing two new episodes of Dr. Stone New World Part 2 and only one episode of One Piece. So maybe that marathon will be seven episodes, but... Uh, schedules have not indicated that yet. I guess we'll see. The marathon on the following Saturday, December 30th, is all seven episodes of Demon Slayer Mugen Train. In other words, they're basically playing the movie. Yep. <laughs> Plus an episode. They did, they did it. They got the movie. <laughs> Hooray. It took them like three years, but yay. Hooray. But yeah, it's if you wanted to experience the story all in one night, there you go. It's 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 literally the same thing, only slightly longer. So more more bang for your buck, really. Definitely more bang for their buck. Mm-hmm. You know, movies, they'd be expensive. So yeah, those are your holiday marathons. 
And we already knew what was going to happen on January 13th, which was the start of Demon Slayer's Entertainment District arc, which will be an extra long episode, which means they're going to bump off an episode of One Piece. It's inevitable, folks. I know it breaks my heart, too, but... If you don't have to rely on double One Piece for quality content, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> and they don't, because they got good stuff coming. The Entertainment District arc is really great. And the following week, uh, January 20th, they will be starting Licorice Recoil, a totally unexpected pick. That I am very happy to see. We're, we're all very happy to see. It's new content, finally. The drought, it might be over. Uh, not out of the woods there just yet, but uh, maybe, maybe. Maybe. There's there's some signs that the drought may not may not be, you know, horrible next year. But it's too early to call, you know, they could they could have front loaded. They've done that before. But mm-hmm. I don't know. They they seem to be in a pretty good place because they'll they'll have a headliner for a while and they can always go back to double one piece if they need to. And I mean IGPX is gonna last them until basically June. So there you go. But what? Dear viewers, is going to air on January 6th. Well, knowing that Demon Slayer was not going to start that week and therefore the regular lineup is not going to air that week. I I think we were all thinking that this was going to happen, but it's still pretty great to know that it's actually going to happen. And that is we're getting the final 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 we swear this time final special for attack on titan it's happening two Ooh. hours of attack on titan followed by naruto an shippuden and igpx yep oh man <laughs> they couldn't even give jose three weeks on <laughs> poor guy Rip. Uh, ugh, that's rough. I mean, geez. Honestly, probably should have just played a Dr. Stone before Attack on Titan, but... Uh, uh, well, that still would have maybe played IGPX. They could have played a One Piece <laughs> instead of IGPX. They could have. But consistency is nice. But yeah, it's happening. It's really happening. And it's not going to take six months like last time. I, I really feel like when they finally secured part one, that they probably secured part two and avoided any additional funny business. Yeah, I'd like to assume it's like probably the same contract because it's technically like it did, a man. singular production. It was supposed to be a season and then it was going to be a movie. And then it became two movies, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then on streaming in Japan, they recut them into episodes. Which they totally could because they were, you know, written as episodes. And it feels that way. So we're we're finally we're finally doing it. Attack on Titan. 
on Toonami 2014 to 2024. Wow. You know what else is 2014 to 2024? Naruto Shippuden. Yeah. And celebrating 10 years next year would be Space Dandy. Oh my goodness, you're making me feel ancient. <laughs> I wish they would play Space Dandy again. Yeah, I'd like that. 10th anniversary, let's go! Space Dandy Season 3. I mean, I wouldn't... Uh, I, 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 I want it. <laughs> Give it to me. Put it in my eyeballs. Of course, Watanabe's pretty busy, but you get not to me which is the more important director to get back. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, Watanabe is busy with other Toonami-related things. Little little show called Lazarus. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool stuff. I think we're looking pretty good coming into the, coming into the new year. Looking pretty good. And your opinions may differ on whether or not Attack on Titan is good anymore, but it's just nice to see it end. I still like it, but I can see people who don't like it seeing where the story goes. Like, uh, okay, yeah, I get you. I get where you're coming from. I really like where it went. It's kind of unexpected, really, but uh, yeah. I'm curious to see how it ends. Oh, it's quite a trip. I look forward to uh, seeing your opinion on it. <laughs> Hearing your opinion, experiencing your opinion on it. We're, we're, we're going 4D on your opinion. Only 4D? Let's go 7D. Oh, yeah. Wait, what, are, what are the 5th, 6th, and 7th dimensions? They're beyond your imagination. It's true. It's like that one episode of Space Dandy. <laughs> it all comes back to Space Dandy, baby. It all comes back to Space Dandy. So yeah, uh, it yeah, ten years for Space Dandy, and and another milestone. Adult Swim tsunami has passed Cartoon Network tsunami. Yay! It, it happened. Honestly, you've done it. You you could close up shop any day. <laughs> it's amazing that it lasted this long. Yeah, just, it's incredible. Just just astonishing in the current era that we are in, and also the fact that Warner Brothers Discovery's snippety management hasn't killed it yet. That's that's the miracle. <laughs> I think the thing is, is like with Toonami, it's such a low budget effort. Like they're still paying to acquire shows, of course, but it's so low budget that it's probably off their radar where it's like, eh, well, we'll let you continue doing this thing here for a while because you're not costing us an arm and a leg, essentially. I wouldn't think that $70 million was an arm and a leg to a big company like Warner Brothers Discovery, but what do I know? What do I know? They better release that movie. Somebody has got to release Coyote oh, vs. Acme. 
somebody. Hopefully somebody gets it. It'd be a shame. Yeah, darn shame. Darn shame. I mean, it's not like Warner Bros. Discovery didn't put out a bunch of flop movies this year. What are they so worried about? Or last year. <laughs> yeah. This this past year has not been good for Warner, except for Barbie. Barbie did incredible. I feel like everyone kind of expected it to do pretty well. Yeah, I wasn't. But not like that well. Yeah. <laughs> I was caught off guard about like how well it reviewed, but it was like knowing the director behind that movie. And it's like, oh, OK, that makes sense why it did very well. It's a brand, the director, the writing. Okay, that makes total sense why I made a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, the combination of all those things. All of those things. Yeah. Uh, but Toonami's, Toonami's doing it right. It hasn't been really a great year for Toonami this year, but it's looking no. like it's going to be better. <laughs> Hopefully, finger, knock on wood, you know. Like a month ago? I was really worried about 2024. I really didn't think they'd have like anything other than they would finish Attack on Titan. They would keep playing Dr. Stone in One Piece. They would finish Naruto Shippuden and they'd have their originals. And then. Eh? Yep. But. There's a glimmer of hope. There's a glimmer of hope. I was really worried by the end of this year, we would just be like, well, here's Fooly Cooly at midnight. And double one scenario. Just, just, just the September schedule repeated. Well, at you get through Dress Rosa faster. <laughs> Oof, I've been rough. But no, thankfully, thankfully, we have good news. Good news is is nice to have. And eh, holiday marathons fully expected. And good picks. I, I'm a little surprised they didn't do some kind of Attack on Titan marathon, though they did literally replay that first special twice in one night before. So... There's always next Memorial Day. (laughs) (laughs) ITPX will end the week before Memorial Day weekend. So good enough reason to run a marathon, right? (laughs) Yeah. But I kind of feel like they won't because they'll be like in the middle of uh, Demon Slayer's Entertainment District arc. Ooh, yeah, we should talk about that. There's another arc of Demon Slayer being released this year in Japan. Ha! Now, it might be a little ambitious to think that it could come to Toonami anytime soon, but if they continue into Swordsmith, they'll be finishing that up around June, and this is going to air in April, so... Uh, we'll 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 see how good that relationship with Aniplex is. <laughs> we will see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And there's going to be more My Hero Academia, fully expected. Yep, I'll hear. Yep, 
that's uh, that's probably May or June. Yeah, probably sometime after Demon Slayer ends. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's it's a good headliner for after Demon Slayer is up. So, yeah, but they got all those originals that will hopefully be ready. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Uzumaki <laughs> airing in October 2024. <laughs> uh, Ninja comic probably could be spring or summer. Uh, it's 2020 and I can't wait to watch Uzumaki this fall. It's 2021 and I can't wait to watch Uzumaki this fall. It's 2022 and I can't wait to watch Uzumaki this fall. I've given up all hope at this point. Someone just wake me up when it comes out. Yeah, that's it's, where I'm at. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be hard to meet expectations after all of that time. Yeah, and this show was supposed to come out in 2020. Now, to be fair, there was a a little thing going on in 2020 called a pandemic, so I I understand a delay. See, uh, I, I think the I think the first release date was 2021, but no, yeah. it was promised to be 2020 because oh they announced gosh. that in 2019 at Crunchyroll Expo. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and all those other projects announced after it have already aired, and some of them have gotten written off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. We have gone literally like almost five years without this thing airing. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's uh eesh. But I I do think uh Ninja Kamui will air and maybe Lazarus towards the end of the year. I think Was Lazarus there? is twenty twenty five. It's probably not coming out this year. Eh, perhaps. But they do have another season of Superman that's supposed to come sooner than later. And uh, scavengers anytime they want to. <laughs> or anytime they let them. Yeah, I don't particularly see that one coming anytime soon. Uh, Seems to have done pretty well for Max. Pretty well. They're renewed, but, uh, you know, I'd like to see it get reviewed more episodes. <laughs> uh, yes, please. It's a heck of a place to stop. <laughs> but it's so good. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. It's a great show. It really is. If you haven't, if you haven't checked it out and you have Max, watch it, please. It needs as much viewership as possible. Please. <laughs> I do not want that show to die. That would be most unfortunate. But yeah, I do find it very peculiar that Warner Brothers Discovery constantly kills everything that I enjoy except Toonami. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of a head scratcher, really. <laughs> and Aqua Teen's back, and honestly, it's like they never left. <laughs> Still, still pretty dang funny. Well, a little mixed on this newer season than most people. Fair. Fair. I honestly, I got way more laughs out of the first two episodes of this season than I did 
for pretty much the entirety of that movie, the the Plantasm movie. I don't I don't know what they were thinking with that one, man. Mildly amusing, but just just Aqua Teen doesn't really work long form. <laughs> it's really got a uh, first movie was really good. <laughs> that's true. the The first movie was very entertaining. Gosh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. I should revisit it. Oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Ex- ex- exciting stuff on the horizon. Possibly more exciting stuff. But for now, things are pretty good. Like, they even ran the regular lineup on Thanksgiving weekend this year. It, it was honestly it's a, little bit, the past. a little a little inconvenient, to be honest, <laughs> but appreciate it nonetheless. It's uh, it's weird enjoying so much of the tsunami block. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying revisiting IGPX. It's been a it's been a while. Been a while. I mean, I got those DVDs, but it looks so much better now. <laughs> yeah, really... I'm probably going to pick up the Blu-ray when that comes out. Oh, heck yeah. Mm, same here. That's kind of weird, and I'm not complaining about it, but it seems like all of the Crunchyroll Store mega deals so far have been discotech. Like, like all of them. Again, I'm not complaining. Because discotheque is the stuff I want. So, just just kind of interesting. Kind of interesting to me. I got Japanese Sonic X and uh, dubbed Ultimate Muscle. For a very affordable price. Among other things. Love those discotheque releases. They are the GOATs. Yeah, they're they've they've been firing on all cylinders, and I hope they continue that into 2024 and beyond. Because I really look forward to what they announce next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Crunchyroll's stuck with every single isekai that comes out. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. all so samey, <laughs> so uninspired. Every now and then they get a banger. Every now and then. Really enjoying Fryren. That is, is that how you pronounce it? It's Freerin. Freerin. I call her Small Fry. Small Fry. <laughs> she wouldn't like that nickname. My head is still not for padding. Great, great, great show. Great dub. I like to watch it as the last thing before I go to bed. Most episodes are pretty chill, though sometimes you get hit with a pretty vicious cliffhanger. You're like, oh, man, I can't fall asleep after that. Eh. But it's good. It's really good. If only it could air on Toonami. (laughs) Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I'm holding out for Ranking of Kings, man. That was great. Fantastic stuff. 
was also in Jason's top 10 of 2022. I saw a few episodes of that, too, and I was like, oh, that's this is a really good show. I need to watch more of it. It is. It is. Wit don't miss, baby. Wit don't miss. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me briefly as we talk about these exciting developments with Toonami's schedule. But now we're going to kick it over to a previously recorded conversation where we return to the depths of the abyss. Farewell to the village on this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Editor-in-chief at ToonamiFaithful.com, C.J. Maffris. And... Editorial writer, V-Lord GTZ. And bringing up the rear... Another editorial writer, Laser Kid. And we are here to talk about the last three episodes of Made in Abyss, the Golden City of the Scorching Sun. It has been quite a ride, gentlemen. I'm glad that you've been here with me to experience it. Would you want me to be your white whistle sketch? Any day, CJ. Let's go. That I would, is boy. I wouldn't want you. Topic. I wouldn't want you to die for me. <laughs> True, but if you if we had no choice, type of thing, I would be honored to be your white whistle. I would be very pleased. I would be very sad if you turned into a white whistle. True, but then you can survive. That's ah, very yes, important. Yes. To give up one's life so that their most cherished one will survive. It's truly noble. And it's something that we see a lot in this series, actually. It, it really is. Yep. Yeah, everybody's making the sacrifice play for somebody else. It's kind of depressing to think about. Except it for is. the one character who's, be, who's, who's doing the opposite of that. Uh, mm, yeah, mm, yeah. I mean, screw that guy. <laughs> yeah, screw yeah. that guy and his machinations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not who I meant, but yeah, screw that guy and his machinations. Oh. I was talking about someone more topical. Ah. No topicals. Oh, but, in somebody that. more fluffy? Somebody much more fluffy. Yes. No more topical, because I don't get the reference. Let's just stick with me. I knew yes. Nanachi was sus. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Nanachi! No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> but it turns out somebody else is not as sus as they uh, initially seemed to be. And uh, that's uh, right, right as Fapita has uh, arrived because it's her turn on the Xbox, as we mentioned in the, in the previous conversation. Uh, Belov is like, all right, I'm done. 
here's my memories. You're free to go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here, folks. Oh, but the curse has entered the village, so um, you're going to have to say goodbye to Mitty again. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> Just why do we keep doing this to Nanachi? I mean, it's just, it's made an abyss. It's just torture. Yeah. Nanachi's not allowed to have nice things. And it's not necessarily, like, as a phrase that I'm sure people probably use for it, like, torture porn. It's not quite like that. There are some moments where you kind of feel that way. But it's just, it's a very different type of way of telling a story of adventure that a lot of anime fans I don't think are very used to. Uh, we look at One Piece where, yes, people still talk about uh, a certain character's death. And I don't know if it's a spoiler warning, but I'm just going to try to avoid it just to be a smart ass with it. But like a lot of people talk about it and it influenced how Luffy uh, has been, you know, growing into the new world. But most of the time for One Piece, yeah, he they deal with hardship and whatnot. But it's kind of happy go lucky. You know what I mean? Like everyone's still kind of like, yeah, and they have your very like hysterical moments especially when it involves these kidnapped like, kids are getting drugged and it's awful but hey don't worry about it we're on a fun pirate adventure exactly uh, gag Whereas... I have with my friends on one piece is nobody dies except for in backstories well except for that other guy and... I mentioned uh, right. and then like, the new world's been breaking that pretty regularly now yes Oof. but the point i'm trying to make is that made an abyss goes in the complete opposite direction where it's like you go to the unknown, you might not come out very hot. You know, it might be pretty mm-hmm. bad. You might have been worse off uh, doing this instead of staying home, despite this ambition or, you know, wonder that you might have of the unknown. And I think it's a really decent way of how they're telling the story of how brutal it can be, just like how any kind of adventure can be, whether you're going to like L.A. coming from the East Coast or, you know, going to a different country and all these types of things and things not working out. Uh, I hope that you're not going into random abysses, you know, because that's very dangerous. But I think Made in Abyss really does that kind of torturous, uh, you know, a lot of things knock you down kind of uh, happen. And I think they really it really does a really good job of kind of depicting that. In a more gruesome way, like there are there are some things and we can talk about it later where it's like, no, this is getting a little a little too over uh, uh, dramatic with how they're doing it. But for the most part, I think, you know, as Lasers mentioned, yeah, it's pretty depressing. It's like, no, it's pretty much just how life is, you know, and I think the fact that Main and Abyss doesn't really sugarcoat it as much is why it's very pop. Well, I wouldn't say popular. I would say like critically acclaimed, if that makes sense. Mm. Yes, I, I would agree. It's the thing about the abyss is it's nature, and nature doesn't have a bias. It you know it exists, and you can live in it. But if you mess with it, it tends to mess back. It's just the nature of things. <laughs> I see what you did there. The only other nature thing that I can think of that makes sense with it is like cocaine bear, and that's about it. (laughs) Cocaine bear, that's that's uh Bopta when she gets into the village. (laughs) Pretty much actually, I feel like it's those like I don't even know what those monsters were, but those like big, big ones, like anteater looking things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Those things. 
gosh. Oh, those things are those nightmare are, fuel right there. I, I didn't think I'd get creeped out as much after seeing the corpse sweeper and then that um that other monster that poisoned uh Rico like in season one where they had to break her arm. Those mm-hmm. things were actually terrifying. I did not enjoy having them on screen as opposed to like, and the the other, you know, creatures of the abyss were pretty gruesome too, especially as they're eating everybody. Well, and Popta was eating people too, but you get what I'm saying, you know, like all the feeding that was going on. But um, those, those big ones, I was like, no, nah, those are, eh. and then like after uh, one is pretty much disabled and then the other one just starts like eating and killing that. I was like, oh no, I don't, I don't like this. That, that, that thing's smart. That's too smart for something that. So whatever the heck that thing is, eats a whatever the heck that thing is world. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Oh god, no, it was it was. uh, It's like you were saying, sketch. That's nature in a nutshell. But oof, (laughs) I don't know what it was. Those were just like, give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it's uh, that's it's real bad when the the creatures can finally get into the village. You know, before the villagers would try to draw some in, but. Now it's a wholesale and it is a slaughter. <laughs> just uh just just a, a serious slaughter. And originally Fapido's here to you know kill everybody, but then after absorbing memories from Beloff, she kind of finds herself in the role of protecting what remains of the village from these outside influences. She's turned into Piccolo. I can't rule this place if it's all bad. I can't kill you if you're already dead. Yeah, except in this case, she still wants to destroy the village. Yeah, well, like I said, it's more of a, I can't kill you if something else kills you first. I guess it's more of a Vegeta, really. Uh, I can't kill Go. I'm going to fight Cell on the android because uh, if, if Goku dies, I can't kill him. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty much. I'm starting to realize as much, as much as I'm going to have a rant later. Pop does a Saiyan. Oh, God. <laughs> I guess, yeah, she kind of is. She's the Saiyan princess. The Saiyan uh, princess. Question is, does she get Zenkai Goose? That, Probably. I, I would not be surprised in the least. I She can regenerate when she eats others, which probably increases her power. It's pretty close. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, yeah, she's literally a Saiyan then. Oh, God. <laughs> Bopta, the Super Saiyan. I mean, we do have a kind of Saiyan transformation with Reg, so that's yeah, true. Really that's that far true. off. The and thing. I will say, too, that is some cool animation seeing oh. his helmet turn white. I love mm. that. Mm. When we saw that, blowing the whistle, and then just, like, the, the effects to make it. And, like, Made in Abyss, it's weird. Like, you look at the character designs, you think, oh, this artwork isn't really all that impressive. But you see how it works for the series and how they can make everything around them look even better, too. It's like, oh, my God. And just the turning of white, the incinerator. Oh, so good. Oh, man, I loved seeing those trans. Especially I forget if it was the second to last episode where he transforms and then they're just about to conclude and how it just the series or uh, the episode ends like as he transforms. It's like, oh, I love that. I love that. It's so cliche. Like you see that all the time. Like. You see it in Black Clover, My Hero, Dragon Ball Z, you know, it's just like it gets me every time. It's it's just it's not fair. It's like when you get a um, what is it? What's it's like when you get like my type of a waifu 
and I'm just like, all right, I'm in. It's like, see, you haven't even watched the episode. It's like, I'm already in. No, I'm invested. I'm good. We, we, we Gucci. That's all we needed. And it's just like, really? Is that it? It's just like, yeah, pretty much. So anytime where you can end like an episode with that kind of uh, like dramatic moment, like with some great music played in high stakes, I really love it. So like getting those reg transformations with it, I think are so cool. I love it. Yes, uh, they definitely proved uh, their mastery of the cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've gotten that from season one, even. So I'm for sure, for sure. But I mean, but I mean, that cliffhanger when Fapita's just gotten to the village and it's like, (laughs) true. That's another. That was another good one. Yeah, so intense. Or when. Reg has fought Fapita and he's trying to convince her that she should stop. And you have that moment where she's like, uh, you're so kind, Reg, and so foolish. Oh, God, that 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 bad <laughs> episode done killed me, man. It also made me pissed at her, but, you know. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, we mentioned the sacrifice play uh, occurring in Gabarun intervenes a couple of times to both save uh, Fafita from the monsters, but also to save her from making a terrible mistake, like trying to kill Rico. Yeah. And if she does that, Frank's never going to forgive her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But mm. probably I just... one of the most interesting aspects about this final stretch of episodes is seeing the complicated relationship that Fafita has with the villagers. As they clearly fear her, but also revere her. And eventually are at the point where they're like, you, you can take our bodies to refill your value. We want this. That just makes me think of that episode of Regular Show with the hot dogs. I've never seen the show, so sadly I can't. Oh, now I'm remembering this. Yeah, it's got Tim Curry in it. All we want is to be eaten. That's not what they wanted. I I kind of look at that sketch as more kind of like what like roman and greek mythology because like a lot mm. of the times a lot of the gods and a lot of people do look at fapta as a god they do fear and revere them but yet they would still do what they whatever they could to be at service for them in a sense and some uh were coerced obviously but i do and i'm not talking about beta i'm talking you know the mythology and whatnot so i kind of think that that's where the inspiration of it lies in because it's very reminiscent to me at least when i think back on certain stories along those and legends along those lines where it's like, of course you fear gods, they're gods. And, but it's like, but then you get to be useful and you can have your story told by the gods. You know what I mean? Like kind of like along those lines. So I think it was more of a play on that, that I, uh, that I at least find interesting. Uh, I didn't make that connection, but that makes way too much sense. <laughs> I mean, I could be grasping at straws. No, here. I, mean, I, I don't think you are. I, I, I just, I didn't notice that. Didn't think of it when I was, you know, going through it. But that fits really well. Yeah, it definitely does. 
I mean, I'd and all of a sudden watch like the creators of Made in Miss be like, "What the fuck is this? Hold up, let him, let him, let him <laughs> Let, cook. Me, let me got, write that down. He got so something he's here. Made in the yeah, that was what I intended the whole time. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, it it's kind of that's where, and of course, like we were obviously joking a little bit about the white whistle, but that's kind of where a lot of that kind of comes into play for me, where it's like, yeah, sure, the white whistle is an object. Yeah, it's a useful thing, but we have people who are carrying on and continuing the story of the person who was the white whistle. So I think it's kind of in the same vein as that, that a recurring theme of like, Oh God, I'm going to hate myself for saying this because it's a league of legends reference, but it's like legends never die. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it's kind of, it's a banger kinda, track. I don't know what you're it, talking about. It is, but I try to keep my anime and gamer stuff separate to yeah, an extent. It's just a lot of, uh, uh, that even without the the direct you have um i mean Pato's trying to carry on for her mother and mm-hmm. that's what our main character's doing too it just it, this whole thing smells like a greek tragedy to me you know what i mean like this oh, is yeah. like, as, no, as i look at it it's just like wrong. that's all it is the you're only thing that's missing wrong. is the sex that's about it don't don't give don't give the author ideas Listen, oh, listen no. we've, already had, we've already had some very, very troubling, and that's part of the point, part where it's like, no, this is kind of torture porn. There, there's a reason why you use that that phrase intentionally on that, on certain phrases. So, like yeah. I say, when you look at the totality of Made in Abyss, it really does feel like a Greek tragedy. It really does. I, yeah. You can't change my mind on that. I don't think you'll be able to change my mind either, because, yeah, no, uh, a lot of that definitely fits. Um, what, what's interesting to me is you've got this, you, you want to talk about tragedy. Fopta's mother makes this giant sacrifice to save all these people. And Fopta just undoes it all. If that's not a Greek tragedy, I don't know what is. Yeah. Mm, then of course point. you look at, um, oh God, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Waco's sacrifice. There we uh, go. God. You know what I mean? And I'm and I'm talking like before we saw the ending of it too, but like we have Waco's sacrifice, we have Midi's sacrifice from season one. You know, it's just it's a lot of sacrificing going and on. And of a course a lot of people if, doing uh everything they can to help the people they care about to the ultimate cost. And maybe not even people they care about, maybe even just complete strangers, like Prushka. Like yeah, she yeah. doesn't necessarily have the same type of connection with our cast as like uh, you know. Midi would necessarily, and I mean at least with Midi with Nanachi, right? Right, right. Uh, so it's kind of just like even like Stranger, but it's just like no, it's the right thing to do, and I want to put my trust in. It. Like that's insane, you know? And it, it like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like that's just like insane type of humanity type of thing where it's like, God, I, I would love for that to actually be like a thing. I think if we had more of people willing to like do the right thing. You know, and I don't necessarily mean sacrificing your life for that kind of thing, but it's more so in a sense of like doing the right thing and like you might not get anything out of it. You might even come out worse in it, but you did the right thing. You know, like that stands for something. And like it's like the whole legacy behind you'll be told of there's an immortality in that. And it's like the whole uh, passing or paying it forward. It's Mm -hmm. like no one's going to remember that you're the one that started it. But all of a sudden you have like this huge chain that's like just a ridiculous and like everyone just talks about the whole act of it 
and that like creates more people to then do the same thing and it goes on and on so it's like it's kind of where i feel like man of the abyss kind of draws upon that just in a very very gruesome and dark way to get to that point because yeah. like but i think it makes i don't it feel necessarily more real want because Bruce of that dead no. yeah i don't want bruska dead i don't want the whole village well i want some of the village gone but you know what i mean like <laughs> you want to know who surprised that me toilet's most. gotta go that man. toilet man it, listen go back go back to bedrock come on listen no that 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 like i say torture porn is the word of the day for me mattress guys gotta go man (laughs) what it's it's kind of a nice little play on pretty much those types of sentiments that i think resonate and i think that's why a lot of people who have watched made in abyss are so emotionally attached to it and more so than just seeing like the gruesome death and or you know sad parts because we we did get you know a very sad and touching moment that I wasn't necessarily escaping or ex- escaping is expecting. And I wouldn't say it affected me as much as the way Mitty perished and that whole thing did. But man, seeing the last or the ending for Waco. Oh, that was tough to watch. Oh God. That was, that was tough. Why to did watch. you was... have to get hit by the curse? Yeah, I yeah. know my, that my was biggest, not fun. That, that is my biggest kind of frown on the season. <laughs> Her getting hit by the curse that's, just feels random. That's not how an eye's supposed to look. <laughs> it's it's like, not hey, supposed to fall out of your head. Also, I was doing so well with this series of not giving me that. Oh god! But when I saw the oh, curse starting to hit her, I was like, yeah. "Oh, there it is." You knew, you knew, you can't avoid it. But it was well, just, oh. Uh, here's my other thing with that. This implies she was human for how long? How did she survive? She's a god. It's a story yeah, of gods. It's a Greek tragedy. She was, yeah. She's attached to the village. Yeah. Your Mui life support system. <laughs> Pretty much, I think. No, no, no. I, I think Belord's on. Like an umbilical, no, no, I'm like laughing, a whole bunch of right. umbilical cords. Is, that is probably accurate. I mean, she had all those things connected to her, so yeah. Um, it actually, it's going to sound really weird, but it actually makes me think of like the Garden of Eden and like yeah. what happens when you step mm. out of it. Yeah, and like uh, this is you're coming for me, but it, I'm like, wait, no, I kind of see some parallels with that. Yeah, the thing that I think hit me the hardest, besides like Voyager, just good God, ow! I didn't expect to be as sad at losing Majikadra, but that guy went from "you're a little creepy" to "holy crap, you're loyal," and then mm. he paid for it. <laughs> yeah, but but the MVP. Of the turnaround, Ma. Ma. Oh yeah, true. Uh, our boy. Ma. Ma was killed off screen so that Rico didn't have to see it. Yeah. A beautiful gesture. All that remains is the the thing that he made for her. Yeah. <sighs> it's not for the faint of heart. It sucks, man. I hate how Made in Abyss is probably one of the best storytelling animes you'll ever find and yet i would not recommend it to anyone yeah, yeah. it really sucks man especially for people who really like story driven stuff i would, that i could recommend it but it would come with a laundry list of uh just be ready no, then that's the then that's the point i make it's like then why even bother you know what i mean it's yeah. for me it's more so like i'm not gonna suggest like a titty anime to people's it's like so what's the point of it this one is like man i really want to but man does it hurt the point of a titty anime is the uh nipple 
Mm. You get true. my point. You get my uh, point on that. Well, I'm not well, well, gonna be sure like you're not that? seeing which point are we you're not seeing about? me go uh hey guys i need you to check out you know why are you here teacher it's cinema masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just like but Please, here with teacher. made it's like but here with made in abyss it's i i would put this against anything story wise absolutely anything eastern western southern northern whatever like it's fantastic world building lore drama uh, even some action for those who are kind of like simple minded and just need to, you know, punch thing. There we go. Well, you got it. that. You get that. You have. Well, right. But I'm saying like it has that type of all these elements that are just and just wonderful storytelling. You know, you get invested into the pathos of so many characters and just like you feel very uncomfortable type of emotions. And some of that's good because like there's some good uncomfortable. Like I would mention if we were if you were watching something that talks about like the plight of a marginalized group, because that type of level of, of uncomfortableness is something that I think people need to like hear to be able to sympathize, empathize, all those types of things and kind of get through uh, to kind of, you know, fight those types of issues. But here it's like you have uncomfortableness of just like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to feel this way watching this or I don't know if I need to see this type of thing. And it's like I say, it sucks because the show is just so good. You know, we have a colleague who won't watch it. Right. Like and yet I would still say it's one of the best storytelling things that you can find in anime find in anything, really. But they won't watch it, which is like fine. It, it's just it, it tells you the type of duality you can have with this series where, yeah, it's really, really good. But, yeah, I I wouldn't recommend it to a soul. I, uh, I really would. I'm going to go so far as to say this is what makes it so special because there's nothing quite like mm-hmm. it. No. Well, there probably is something. Well, but I can't think of anything. I think maybe the only other thing that comes to at least mind, this is just me, is Monster. But I would still say this is like a thousand times more uncomfortable than that. Yeah, like, Monster, I feel like Monster's a lot could... more accessible to, like, oh, recommend yeah. to people. They just have to be fine with, like, thriller and horror elements, I feel. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the modern setting and the art style would be enough to <laughs> help make those other elements easier to swallow, I think. Maybe, but, maybe. But with Man in Abyss, you have the juxtaposition of this is looks like a Precious Moments painting, and mm. then somebody's guts get ripped out. Ah, uh, good or, old crap, Saccharin. Or you yeah. break their arm back in place. Mm. Yeah, I feel that dissonance between how Man in Abyss looks and like what actually happens is kind of the biggest factor for me that makes it hard for me to recommend it to people. Because, yeah, like, CJ said, it's so good, but it's like... I like that distance. It makes it interesting to me. I do, too, but I don't think most people would be comfortable watching that. That's I was about to say, Laser, we're not normal people here. I mean, you make a Most people don't like to watch children go through traumatic experiences and get maimed. I like to see them overcome them. Ah, fair. That's what I like about it. It's not the experience I like, it's that they get through that and they overcome it and to me that's inspirational it is it absolutely mm-hmm. is it's just getting to that point i think is it the is hard part for it a lot rico has no business being down here no she really doesn't <laughs> but sketch her mom said meter there mom's got the uh, mom, pizza mom rolls best. come on <laughs> parents in anime are never wrong 
The pizza rolls and the abyss are calling. Come on, Look at Hunter Hunter and Evangelion. We had best dads there. Oh, yeah. Why didn't you say Dragon Ball Z, V-Lord? Goku may be be bad, but he's not as bad as people think he is. Goku's bad because he has brain damage. Yes. (laughs) There's there's love there. There's care there. There's also, okay, guys, I'm leaving the family forever. Bye. Hey, I wonder if Goku would have been a better father if he hadn't fallen on his head as a kid. Probably. I I mean, look at Vegeta. Would be a family. Yeah, yeah. He might eventually be a good father, but it would probably be a long road. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, Bardock he, didn't seem like a bad father. Yeah, but I imagine he would have turned out a lot like his brother. Oh, yeah. Maybe, I don't uh, think Raditz would be a good father. No. <laughs> uh, despite the insane levels of fanfic. He's not there, even a good he uncle. <laughs> He's a monkey's uncle, in fact. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry. Now, speaking of uh, parentage, that moment when... Uh, Voiko is talking to Fapita, and it seems like Voiko's seeing Irumui as Fapita, and Fapita just kind of inhabits the role for a moment. It's like, yeah, dang, this is this is beautiful. It is. It, no, that stuff really is. I, it's, yeah. it's a tearjerker. It really gets to you. For me, the whole Voiko Irumui relationship, and even. <sighs> Even with like some of the village too, it's just like, man, that's something. Yeah. There's something to it. It's just like it's like a, I don't know, like a, um, like a cannibalistic type of civilization. Obviously, with how Fopta, you know, regains their strength and whatnot, and just like, there's so much like fear, intrigue of like these past type of civilizations like this, and I, I feel like. This this anime, at least the second season, really encapsulates that where, you know, archaeologists, they find these ruins and like these civil lost civilizations, kind of like what Rico, Reg and uh, Nanachi were able to. And, and I don't know, it's just that discovery is always so fascinating, so interesting. And kudos to the storytelling of being able to go backwards and forwards at the same time. That was impeccable. That stuff. was great. That was so good. That was fantastic. That take notes, Naruto. That's how you do flashbacks. Mm. <laughs> You're not wrong. Cries in infinite filler yomi. <laughs> I could have put in any series in that, but honestly, it just it felt so right. Because boy, flashbacks suck. But not in Made in Abyss, they make them cool. Yeah. Well, they made them cool because they made them relevant. Like there were things happening in parallel. I loved how everything related. It was so good. Absolutely. Uh, And there was a parallels going on. It was similar dilemmas going on then and now. Mm -hmm. I know. It it was almost as if like we were like, obviously we were seeing history, but it was like, okay, this happened back then. And it's almost like they're seeing the same thing happen for this too. It's almost just obviously different players. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was so fun. Uh, And getting like to kind of see Fopta's, like I don't I don't know how to call it, but how she's built connections with Reg, uh, with that big metal thing, whatever she named it, I forget. Gaboroon. Yeah, it was it was nice. Like it gave her more pathos instead of just being this angry, you know, fifteen year old that got killed by you know someone headshotting her in Call of Duty. You know, so it's like yeah, it was nice. 
being able to build off of more than just her rage at the village. I understand. Like, I understand why she's mad at it, but I was glad that we were able to get like more depth and, you know, it's like ogres. She had layers. I like seeing more layers. There's layers to her, but good God, I want to smack her for her driving factor here. She's willing to sacrifice pretty much even her own stuff. Like she has to be stopped from killing Rico for her own good, but she is just willing to just go absolutely horrible over wrongs of the past, which were wrongs. I'm not going to say they aren't wrongs. And I'm not going to say, I don't understand why she's angry, but there are right and wrong ways to address these things. And she just goes hardcore into the, I'm going to just murder everybody around. And I, I, I really hope as the story goes on, she learns why that was bad. But I'm I fear that she's not, because she doesn't seem to have picked up on anything. Yeah. Eh, I don't Probably I don't necessarily take the time for her to get through her school. I, I don't like see it as bad as much though, just cause like there's there's a reason to it, obviously. But it's more so in a sense like I would say it would be bad if she didn't learn anything from it, but I think at the end she did. I hope you're right. I I didn't get that sense. I wanted and her to get that. I suppose you should also consider that pretty much everybody that's been living in this village has been living like hundreds of years. Yes. yes. Actually, how long have they been living? I, I actually didn't think of that. We don't know. Long. Okay. Some of them long. did come after the initial group. Like um, uh, Moogie. To me, a lot of wrong was done in a very tough situation where I about the only person I could really say deserves getting what they got was Watson Cat. Hmm. <laughs> That's the that only person that son of say a deserves bitch what was he cocky got. to the very end. Yeah, no, that guy, yeah. I ain't going to cry any crocodile tales about that guy, but there were a lot of people in that village. Yeah. The village's society is weird and I'm not a fan of half of it, but a lot of those people seem like, you know, generally decent people. Yeah. And they're gone now because Fopta got all upsetty spaghetti, for lack of a better term. Like, and pur- purple Cyclops girl didn't have to go out that way. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm mad about losing Majikaja because that dude was a friggin' bro. Yeah, Majikaja and Ma, Majikaja Ma. and Moogie, Moogie. I mean, Moogie got people. eaten, didn't she? Ugh. Yeah, yeah, but that happened because of the way things went down. And it didn't have to be that way. No, no, it did not. And it absolutely it just, did not. I, I hope you're right, CJ. I hope that the, I didn't catch a narrative thread of her learning it, the, anything from it. And that's that's why I'm a little disconcerted is I didn't catch that. But if she d- did, that's great. And I really hope the story focuses on her growing as a character, because if not, God. I'm going to start hating her because I just want to, as I was watching her having her moments, I just wanted to sit there and smack her. You know, in a way, uh, Fapuda stealing um, Pruska kind of instigated this whole situation. Kind of did. And if that, if she hadn't have done that, maybe they wouldn't have even come into the village. Yeah, but then Fopta wouldn't get the closure that she wanted. Yeah, but Fopta didn't need that closure. 
She needed to go on and that. I think she did. I yeah. I think she kind of needed that. I'm kind of with CG on this. Like, obviously, what Fopta did is kind of effed up. But I feel like the point of this entire final stretch was, like, her coming to terms with, like, her mom's death. Right. And, that, and like, there's definitely things that probably need to be addressed with her character later with, like, okay, her realizing that she probably could have handled this in a different way, but she's very clearly, like being driven by emotional rage in like mm. emotional moment. damage right lord emotional yeah. damage the <laughs> emotional, emotional damage. damage well and i'm i'm not even oppo- like opposed to okay this character has got emotional damage is emotionally crazy is doing emotionally stupid things people do that that's a thing Maybe she could have just killed Wazik Khan. Maybe she could. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I think that that would have been the ideal. She didn't me. actually kill Wazik Khan. Is the thing. Yeah. He just kind of died on his own. He kind of did, and he went what on his own dick. terms. It just narratively speaking, I don't like that the lesson seems. The, the, if, if we take it at face value, the lesson is: oh, you got a problem? Just kill all the guys you don't like. I don't like that. I don't think that that's what she has, though. It started off as that. Like, I think as you see her, like, starting to eat them, like, or eat the villagers, it was like a mutual thing. It wasn't yeah, no, necessarily her point, forcing them to. At that point, yes. At that point, yes. Yeah, no. Before, oh, yeah. Before, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I don't but think, I do she, think that, like, hmm? I, I didn't get the go, sense go, go. that she learned anything from, from the villagers going, hey, it's okay, eat us. I got the sense that, oh, okay, sure, you're making it easy for me? Cool. I didn't get the sense of, oh. No, oh, no, I didn't see that. I, I think it was more of a sense of, like, survival. Like, she had, to, it was more like she had to or she, there wasn't yeah, going to be. No, not and, only, and I don't, not only I don't was everyone else going to die, but she wasn't going to be able to get the closure that she needed. So I, I, I definitely think around there. And was she definitely, was really, yeah. uh, after she absorbed the memories of her mother, she was really conflicted about what she thought about the villagers, and particularly when they offered themselves to her. She's like, it didn't make sense even, to her. Yeah. yeah. She's supposed to be angry with them. They're supposed to be angry with her. This ain't right. This is. That's this a doesn't very make sense. Good point. Yeah, because I feel there's like two sides you can view this. Like you can view this as like Fapta coming to terms like with her mom's death, but also the villagers coming to terms with their own lives, especially since like a lot of these villagers have been living for a long time. Like mm-hmm. probably more than a hundred years. Oh, easily. And it, like, and they've they're had stuck time there. To... They can't go anywhere. Exactly. It's like their their lives are over in a way. And they're in like, purgatory. Yeah, there, there exactly. is a comment by some of them. Was like, oh, I wish I could go back on an adventure like you. That that was definitely thrown out. Yeah, I think Moogie said that. Yeah. That well, Wazukan. One of one thing Wazukan was hoping was that Rico would somehow make it so they could leave. Yeah, but, his was definitely more selfish motivations as opposed to like revering a god and like Fox yeah. and whatnot. Although I will say, I, I'll ask you guys this: Doesn't it feel like they're creating a god in Rico? A little, mm, bit, a little, little bit. bit little bit it feels like it kind of like this is her her odyssey in a sense like her travels down through the abyss surviving at every turn gaining more i guess leverage in a sense considering she gets her own white whistle oh she she's becoming a legend side. that's for sure oh yeah no, yeah this, this character is definitely going places it is a hero's journey 
She's just really <laughs> ill-equipped to experience it. But, oh, yeah. her, call to but you, definitely here. her call to adventure is just so tremendous. Wazikon's like, are you glad you came here? And she's like, yes, I am. And the audience says, but we're not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's I, like the record. She says that answer, and then the record, the record scratch. Are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> and then Nachi's like, huh, I wonder how far into the future that guy could even see. <laughs> he was right about everything the whole time. He knew, he knew. All according to Keikaku. <laughs> like, I, I, commentary aside of my getting pissed off at a certain aspect, I love the way this all played out. It was very well done. Very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was, as you said, a Greek tragedy. And at the end, we get to see Fapuda make graves for her mother and Voiko and have them side by side. And that's just beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Very circle of life, but like not in a Disney way, which I'm mm. very thankful they didn't try to make it into a Disney way. Oh, oh no, gosh, no. <laughs> that being Wazukian Mufasa. <sighs> yes. he's, he's, he's everything more like that the, the sun touches reg <laughs> no <laughs> i can't i can't really think of an analog of uh of uh that of a disney character for wazukan really <laughs> <laughs> well it has to be somebody who manipulates the Rolo? heroes Rolo, maybe maybe Maybe. Anyway, um, yeah. So now, now that Iramui is no longer a brick house, she can finally rest. Which is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful moment. And then Reg's like, "Hey, come on an adventure with me." And Fabio's like, nah, "I don't know." She Maybe. goes, "No, you." <laughs> Very soon. Very soon, DeRay. And <laughs> my remaining question is, oh, Enrico did get like those pages from uh, from her mother's book. They uh, they gave those to her at some point. But my remaining question is, why didn't Enrico ever ask about her mother in this entire adventure? Not even she once. For- she forgot. At, she did at one point wonder if her mom had been there, but that's about as far as it went. Oh, and she did get that piece from her mom's journal, but yeah. most likely Liza had gone through there at some point, but we'll never know. <laughs> Just kind of kind of annoyed by that. This story is really all encapsulated in this in this one story arc, and my opinion is if. You're in for Made in Abyss for Rico's journey and going deeper into the abyss and seeing what's all down there. Then maybe you might find this to be not quite what you were looking for. But if you're in for Made in Abyss for like expansion on the lore and just like taking a moment to breathe in a setting and explore a particular setting then this is a good story arc. I loved it. I thought it was great. 
absolutely wanted more lore. I wanted to know more about the abyss. I still need to know more about the abyss, but like I, I thought we, it was great. I didn't. I didn't need barely more. scratched the sixth layer. There's so right. much more about the sixth layer to see. We must I go deeper. Some stuff. And now there'll be another fuzzy adventurer for the party. Indeed. <laughs> Everyone seems to love the fluff of Nanashi. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that line about Nanachi talking about Ray. It's like, I see Reg is indiscriminate about whose fluffy goes after. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He just wants some fluff. Man, they really sidelined Nanachi in this story arc, and I'm pretty annoyed by that yeah they she did. spent basically the whole time just kind of sleeping she took a nap yeah it was her nap time but, but we did get a lot of stuff for her in the film and the later part of season one so that's true this, this you was, gotta be this fair this was more reg centric which this is, this is i'm Rake's. still curious about it was he like gabaron is he something completely different and we have yeah. a few more hints and clues about it because i think they even called him something that i forget what it was so it's like, oh, he has a title. Oh, they but actually know what Reg is. So I like I'm okay. Gabarun is an inter interference unit. I think he said that Reg is also an interference I unit, but like a different different kind. Yeah. Because they can only be in one layer. They can't go up or down. But Reg can go anywhere. Which mm. is what makes him special. And Reg and asked Gabarun, if he knew who made him, and he's like, mm, don't know. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, you can find out. Tell. He yeah. knows. Gabarun knows all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> Fopta wants babies with Rake. Yes. I mean, I thought that was rather obvious. Yes, yeah. incredibly. <laughs> well, she, uh, she, she made it entirely clear. Irredeemable. Irredeemable. Reg was a giga chat all along. <laughs> Reg is a giga chat. Also, is he going to get his arm fixed? That's a good question. That Though it has its uses question. when it's separate, you know? It does. It's, I it's know. pretty handy to be able to use the incinerator from just <laughs> the one arm. <laughs> I'm just, and it's getting annoying. Fixed. I just, I want it to be fixed already. <laughs> He got pretty creative with fighting with just one <laughs> when he was uh, fighting off those monsters and he looped around. Cool stuff. Creative. Very, very good use. <laughs> Man. Well, any additional thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, we have another season announced. I know that. So I'm very excited to learn more and hopefully it'll find its way to Toonami. I'm hoping that A, Toonami is still around and B, that they're able to get series from Sentai's catalog still to be able to play it. Because I think a lot of people really do like the story. There's there's a couple series where I don't want us to continue. You know, The Promised Neverland was one of them. Food Wars is another. But uh, I do hope that they're able to continue with this series, especially considering it was a series that Sketch and I really, really liked when it was first, you know, debuting. 
And both of us just never saw it coming that it would ever make its way to Toonami at this time. So it's really nice that it did, and I want more. And I'm I'm hopeful that others uh, will un- will go for this as opposed to the fast food junk anime that's out there. It was long overdue by the time it happened, but on the bright side, it meant they could basically roll right into season two in the same year. That's I know, because that was such a long wait. It was. I can't even imagine what you guys had to go through waiting for that. <laughs> you get uh, used to it. <laughs> we we did have that movie. That's true. The movie was the movie's so good. I really like the movie. I love the movie and I will never watch it again, but it is a very good movie. <laughs> it hurts so good. Yes. <laughs> oh. Bane and Abyss, made for the masochist anime fan. Half the truth. <laughs> yeah, like I like the first season and the movie, but I feel like this season is what really made me see Made in the Mist as something like truly special. Like, I think especially kind of the character development for Rag and like his like relationship and past with like Bapata, I think was just really fascinating and like how it was handled. And yeah, I think like it's one of those seasons where it's uncomfortable to watch at times, but it like, it really makes you think. And I, and I respect that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I look my fuck, fucked up media, but uh, sometimes I need my effed up media to have some substance to it. And that does yes. that. Yes, it definitely does. Okay. <laughs> wow. I guess... That'll do. Well, uh, we can also have a call to action. What do you guys think about Made in Abyss? Do you want more? Do you hate it? Do you want more gore? Do you need more irredeemable things? By all means, make sure to message. (laughs) By all means, message us on our, you know, Twitter page or Facebook page or email Paul. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Or email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Hey. It's a Sentai license. Let's go. True. I def like there are so many good Sentai like series I just love. First one being High School of the Dead. I'm telling you, High School of the Dead and Domestic Girlfriend, the Sentai Power Hour. That would be an unforgettable 12 weeks. Ushu and Tora, please. please. Sketch, if those two series made it on the block, Celia would come back out of retirement. <laughs> uh, that would be fun. Can we get Ursae Atsura? Ooh, yes. That, uh, that here's hoping. Has begun. The dub has begun, finally. I do wonder oh, if Oh, that... V-Lord, your sibling must be pumped. Oh, they they've, they very much are. I, need to, yes. I haven't watched it, but I need to, because I've been waiting for it. Yeah, I watched like two episodes in Japanese and said, oh, well, they're dubbing it. I'll wait for the dub. Yeah, the dub is here. The movies were a big part of my early anime days, so I'm definitely psyched. Yeah. Get it on Toonami. I'm sure it's on their radar. I mean, we so. had Inuyasha, so why not say Yatsura? The original waifu. Yes. True. If I want to go something that's completed, hey, hey, we could just uh, have the uh, Ruka Takahashi Power Hour with Rama one half. 
Or give us Kaiji. Or give us Kaiji. <laughs> That'd be good too. Please give us Kaiji. Please give us Kaiji. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I completely forgot Kaiji got dubbed. And I love the Mr. Tonagawa middle management series. I need to see it. Oh man, the dub of Kaiji. It's so good. The narrator in the dub. The narrator, crazy. David Wall, the na- <laughs> the spa. <laughs> Oh, they! Oh, he does narration again, like in Mister. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes. I need to see. listen, Mister Tonaga. I love it. I would have that on tonight. Like, get it, get us. We need what your the boy Kong Ming. That, that, that's the other one I really want to see. Do it, because Kong Do Ming it. is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kong Ming called the night on Machi. Let's just get it all. Let's, Let's put just it get all the entire night on there. We'll just get a whole like. Eight-hour block of tsunami of just high dive shows. You get a Sentai show. You get a Sentai show. You, you get, get a Sentai, sentai show. show. Let's make it happen. <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll happen. But we already talked about that on a prior podcast at length. Yes, so, we uh, did. Make sure uh, you check out that episode. It's a good episode. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a fun time. We thought we talked about things that we wanted to see and also things that some of our listeners wanted to see. It was like 50 different shows. So. <laughs> Including Ushio and Tora. Did I mention Ushio and Tora? When I Listen. when I was editing that, I was like, wait, did I forget to talk about one of these? Let me let me check. Let me double check. Let me triple check. <laughs> OK, I think I think I got them all. Listen, uh, if Bible Black wasn't mentioned, did you guys really do any suggestions for a Toonami series? Like, come on. No, we failed. <laughs> we did fail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Why put Bible Black on Toonami when you can put My Life is Inukai San's Dog on instead? Oh, no. oh God. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. I don't even know what that I... is. I don't even know what this is, and I'm not going to Google that one. <laughs> oh. I learned of it recently, thanks to Sketch. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, nah, yeah, yeah, don't, just don't Google it. Sketch, I'm worried about you. I, I don't know if they're ever going to dub it, but uh, since I did license Eternal Boys, that's, that's super cool that they're... Uh, license eternal boys which seem to be skipped over in a prior season because it's it's a male idol group but they're all like in their 30s or 20s which is considered old for an idol (laughs) so like that's my people (laughs) i worry about you sketch what you worried about i think you talk about cj i think you know me lord hold me <laughs> uh, yeah, they still have a dub redo of Healer. I you keep that thing. in the trash. Yeah, you keep that away from us, please. <laughs> we don't need it. No, no, we absolutely do not. We absolutely Sketch do not. It's like really, really chaotic energy going into the tsunami. <laughs> I would expect nothing but scathing articles from you about any of these series to make it on the block sketch. 
It certainly would create conversation. Yes, it would. Not there are some I don't really need to have. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Let's not do any of that. But I would be amused to see tsunami bumps for these shows. <laughs> so, fan editors, get at it. Uh, right. I hate everything about the last 20 seconds. <laughs> uh, no, you don't. <laughs> anyway. Let's get on out of here. So you can follow us on Facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. And you can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, PodBay, PodBean, Podcast Addict, Radio.com, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can find every episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. And you can get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. Laser, tell the listeners where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter at LaserGoodPrime. You can find my uh, editorials right here on Toonami Faithful. I've got one cooking right now for the first time in forever. And uh, you can find me on uh, several of V-Lord's podcasts, the uh, V-Lord podcast universe, if you will, um, including the Demon Slayer podcast and the Dumbwees podcast. For the first time in forever. It, seriously, I, I just kept going, what do I even write about? I finally got an idea. I finally got an idea. Mm, good, good. And V-Lord, tell us about the V-Lord podcast universe. Yes. Uh, so to start off, you can find me on Twitter at VLORGTZ, and then I write various things for MangaMavericks.com as well as the Tanami Faithful website. Uh, so check out my writing over there. Um, and then, yeah, podcast-wise, uh, the big honcho of the VLORG podcast universe is the Demon Slayer podcast at D Slayer Podcast. There's also the Dumb Weaves podcast, Dumb Weaves Pod, Saturday Night Chagi at Saturday Night Chagi. And Oversoul Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod. So check out all those. And CJ, tell them where they can find you. You can find me at Twitter uh, uh, with the username CJ Maffris. Um, you can also hear my voice on a, another podcast I was a guest at, uh, the Gintama podcast, where we talked about uh, Gintama. It was fun. It was. It was uh, I, I. I never really get to be guests on other things a lot because i just don't feel i add much or have anything important to say hey other podcasters ask cj to be on your show well i might have to decline now because i'm actually in the midst of prepping for uh a big regional pokemon tournament that i'll be competing in and i might do more at least until the season's kind of over so you might not see much of me for this month um unless i Unless I do well and end up on stream, <laughs> which would be very funny. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, you can hear me on the Gintama podcast uh, recently. Their newest episode just came out. We talked about episodes uh, 36 and 37, I think, or 35 and 36. I recall because, of course, they have the one Jewish guy talking about a Christmas episode, which is very funny, <laughs> which is great. Um, and it was just a good time. And as a lot of people say, how'd you get into Gintama? 
I was recommended it. I watched it. Never looked back since. It is comedic genius. So I was on that. A lot of fun. Definitely go check it out uh, when you have the uh, chance. And if you know, you can see my weekly articles on tonightbefaithful.com, uh, where I do all kinds of stuff there. You know, trying to do the best I can to keep everyone informed what's going on with the block. But you probably won't see much of me for at least until the season is over. Because I might do more than just this one. But uh, but yeah, yeah, you can definitely uh, check out there. And uh, as I tell a lot of Toonami fans that obsess over the block, remember, sometimes it's good to have other hobbies. So, <laughs> Toonami uh, is my only defining factor in my life. Thank you very much. Well, you know what, Laser? God bless. I wish I could be as simple as that. <laughs> I, I, I'm completely certain. No, but... Oh, I know, I know. That was, <laughs> I was playing along with it. So hopefully... Uh, Check those things out. <laughs> I've been a tsunami fan since like 1999. I have seen the ups, the downs, and everything in between. And I look at the current state of tsunami and go, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> or you just look at people who are nervous about it and you're like, pathetic. You know what true dis- despondent levels are like. <laughs> hey, we survived the, the 2011 years with Ultimate Action. I, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> um, and before I, I get this uh, too uh, off the rails, Sketch, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And you can also find the occasional article that I write on ToonamiFaithful.com. I have some other ideas that I have been uh, percolating on that I will hopefully turn into uh, editorials soon. But I recently wrote one about the uh, uh, One Piece special airing. And I also wrote a review for the latest Sword Art Online movie. Because I keep seeing anime movies in theaters, and maybe I'll write more reviews for anime movies I see in theaters. Please send me screeners so that I'm not posting these reviews literally the day is the last time they're in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> now, V-Lord, where's your editorial prompt, considering I have two of three right now? <laughs> um, TBD. Uh, apparently working in the entertainment industry is very busy. Just do Demon Slayer mid move on. Oh, working in the (laughs) entertainment district, huh? Oh. Yes, I'm working closely with Uzui in a flashy manner. I believe half of that. After ignoring that season for a long time, I'm powering through it so I can go see the first couple of episodes in theaters. (laughs) Sketch, why didn't you watch it? Why are you hurting me like this? Got some (laughs) really good animation towards the end of that. Well. I held out a long, long time for Toonami, and that was pointless. <laughs> yes, it was. Demon Slayer mid is what Sketch is saying. <laughs> um, I've My seen about three seen. episodes of the season now, and yeah, it continues to be entertaining. Oh, you haven't gotten to the most entertaining oh, parts yet. Oh, boy. It's going to get sh- fun. Oh, I'm sure that I haven't. <laughs> Viewer and I will laugh in manga reader. Right. I've actually been occasionally looking at the manga. It's like, is that how that was drawn in the manga? Oh, yeah, sure was. Like, sometimes I wonder if the uh, anime is uh, embellishing these goofy faces, but no, no, that stuff's in the manga. Now, when there's a goofy face, it's usually very much on point. Mm -hmm. Most of the embellishing is in the uh, 
more high octane action. Yes, uh, of course. <laughs> the comparison of a fight scene is uh, it's like night and day. <laughs> sure, it can look dynamic on the manga page, but man, those UFO tables sure do know how to UFO table. Oh man, the first episode of Swordsmith Village too. No spoilers, but. Uh, all the enhancements are so good. Feelord, why don't you write out. about your experience during that? I still have to edit my podcast for that. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You could do that. Yes, I did create content, but I create content through audio. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Joke's on you, Feelord. I can't read. <laughs> That's perfect. I win. <laughs> the winner is you. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this conversation about Made in Abyss and uh, that you uh, have enjoyed our podcast recently and that you continue to listen to them. And be sure to share them with your friends. You know, share the love if you enjoy what we do and want to share. We, uh, we would always appreciate more listeners, and we always appreciate you listeners. So thank you again for listening, and until next time, we're punching out. Look, Fopta, everything the light touches is your mother. The village's time rises and falls like the abyss. One day, Fopta, the sun will set on your mother's time as village, and will rise on your time as party member. I want to know where the people are I take my dreams to a world of deception but I and I am something more and we have a place for you that save us from everyone I, I couldn't get past the everything the sun touches is your mother. Is your mother. I know. I was like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I, I, it took it, me a while to figure out how to modify that. Everything the sun touches is your mother. And you Laser just did a very your eloquent mom. your mom. <laughs> you just did an eloquent your mom. Muscle your mom. Oh, God.
I had a. You know who else is a village? Mama. Oh, I had that written out so I would uh, be able to actually do it on the fly. Otherwise, it just would have bounced around too much. (laughs) Okay, I am ready. Sorry about that. As am I. Good, 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 good. Let's get it started then, Sketch. If not, I will leave the call. All right, we're gonna get started. You got me Up right after dinner. The call. How about Goodbye. That? It was good talking to you guys. See ya. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Sketch doesn't even like. He just knows that I would, so he's just please don't. <laughs> don't abandon us. Don't leave us. Me. We need you. He has a, he has abandonment issues. I understand. Big Daddy CJ is here. Big Daddy CJ, don't go back to the gas station. Did you guys see High Dive <laughs> no, making I big moves? My cigarettes, me lord, I need them. Apparently, uh, they're making a major deal for anime content. Yeah, uh, MBS. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. All right, so we're not going to talk about anything other than Made in Abyss on this podcast. Hooray! So... Because there was no news, right? Or am I dumb? Yeah, there's no news. So, Paul okay. was wrong. We're not going to, to, to say that Toriko is coming to Tsunami is what I've heard. <laughs> Paul was, was really insistent that that was going to happen. And we're like, no. I was like, watch sketch. It's going to happen. I was like, to Tsunami. I really hope it doesn't. He's just like, we need shows. And it's a Toei show. And we're just like, yeah, but it's something like, popular. Yeah. It's but old as heck, too. It's old as heck. And it, it has do well here. It didn't do well there. And it has some badge. And, and not yes, there's some also, good we, we ones. We even mentioned that. Mm-hmm. We didn't go into detail, but we mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, if we wanted a toy show, just get World Trigger. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sketch said exactly that. Yeah, I started with World Trigger. <laughs> I, V-Lord, isn't Marion a World Trigger fan? Or is that Sakaki? Yeah, Marion's a World Trigger fan. I, I thought so because I remember we, I remember like I brought it up during our ass class episode, and either either they or Sakaki were like, "Oh, you're a goat if you know and like World Trigger." I was like, "Hell yeah!" I even read it, and I don't even read. <laughs> that reminds me, we uh, we haven't really had a conversation about the second season of Assassination Classroom. Oh right, that's a thing. Oh, I thought we did. I thought we did. Too. I thought that was what, yeah, what V Lord, Sakaki, myself, and Marion did. No, that was the second half of the first season. Yeah. I know I was oh. on something about, about Assassination Classroom at some point. I'm going to have to do some research. That's okay. Pretty sure. We also have. Uh, another... I don't. I think we did like the first half of season two, but I don't think we did the back half because I remember for sure. We did, uh, like, the oh did we do like a hype up yeah okay. we did cover some uh we did cover all of the um i thought we talked about the island i think that's what we talked about yeah the island arc we talked about the the vacation arc and the few episodes after that that ran uh early in january of last year that's and then right. we kind of haven't talked about it since I'm happy to talk about it again. Hass class is good stuff. 
Yeah, I feel like I'd have to uh, rewatch parts of it to. I probably would too. Feel adequately prepared for that. Like I, I remember how the ending made me feel. I do too. Not much else. Oh, oh. <laughs> not much else. Man, that hits. Plus, there was some interesting stuff with the the Reaper and that stuff. Anyway. Yeah. But this so podcast, nothing but made him abyss. Gotcha. We're talking about made in abyss, and that way we can release it either next or the week after. How about we release it in six years? All right. Uh there are episodes of our podcast that uh, are about to meet that requirement. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! There was at least a couple when Samurai Jack was premiering season five Ooh. in, in uh, 2017. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Proud of Including you. the episode where we said goodbye to One Piece. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's going to yeah. be interesting. Maybe yeah. you don't show that one. I don't know if I can even dig up those files at this point. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. What's this? But uh, Duelist is always giving me crap for the fact that that is of the episodes that I didn't actually put out. <laughs> my my favorite is the, the famously always lost episode of the Demon Slayer podcast where me, V-Lord, and I think it was Marion or was it Sakaki or all four of us. For what? For Demon Slayer podcast where we basically just went on and on and on and then it got lost. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah to me, that is the magical lost podcast. We also made that's where the running joke of Anaplex, please sponsor us. Also, screw you, Anaplex, but sponsor us. Give us money. We want Anaplex money. That's where that's. Yeah, up. yeah. That that was the one with uh, AG, I think. I think you're right. That that to me that that's the the best lost episode. <laughs> nice. All right. <clears throat> Ooh, get fucked. Ooh. <laughs> What's that a reaction? Oh, what a snipe. Hmm? Are you watching a streamer right now? I am watching LCS, so no. <laughs> it's not a streamer, it's a esports league. There's a difference. Uh, okay. Fair enough, there I, actually is. There is a difference. There is a difference there, yes, I suppose. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, so well... <clears throat> It's just gonna be a pretty relaxed conversation. I'm not. I'm not doing a, like a play by play of the events. So. Ooh, sketch says fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think obviously we should discuss the themes presented, whether or not they were effectively conveyed, and uh, you know, in individual highlights for for each of us and that sort of thing. Mm. Okay. I can do that. I can I can work with this. 